You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If your blood runs orange and blue, orange and blue, 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 blue this, this is the pod, is the for, you. pod for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. When the Miami Heat comes to town of course uh, plenty of great memories and, and uh, about the Miami Heat rivalry Dixon Heat had some classics back in the late 90s early 2000s this is the first matchup between the Knicks and Heat this season the Heat earned a hard-fought win over the Cavs in Cleveland Tuesday night then win moved Miami two games ahead of New York for the sixth seed in the east as the important spot that is the final spot that avoids the play-in tournament so Tommy, how does New York stack up with Miami in this one? Yeah, I mean, listen, Miami coming off, the, you know, they, they started out the season slowly, um, but playing much better of late. Uh, four that one four of their last five, their their one slip up uh, was a bad loss to the Hornets, but um, yep. have recently beaten the Pelicans, the Celtics, uh, the Magic Corps playing a lot better of late. Um, and they're, you know, so they were in the middle of a road trip. Um, but you, you, you basically know what you're going to get, you know, from Miami, a well-coached team, um, coach Spo was going to have his team prepared. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler's, you know, we've seen him play at an extremely high level for a long time. Tyler heroes having the best season of his career. Um, bam out you know, we mentioned how Sims, you know, would need to step up against Anthony Davis against the Lakers and fail to do so. Bam's another nightmare matchup for any big in the NBA. Um, Sims, a little, more yeah. suited to deal with the physicality that Bam brings to the table as opposed to the agility and, and long-range shooting um, that AD relies on. So it's a bit of a better matchup. Um, but, you know, given how how many minutes uh, Hartenstein logged on, on Tuesday, they need Sims to, to, to at least hold his own. Um, Sims was minus 16 in the 13 minutes he played Tuesday night, which was, you know, just backbreaking. Um, so, you know, a, a, you know, deep team, uh, Oladipo gives you some, some offensive off the bench, um, Gabe Vincent, uh, Struess, um, you know, so, so, you, you know, you basically know what the, the, the heat are going to do. They're not going to beat themselves. Um, they're going to compete defensively, um, you know, basically play efficient offensive basketball. Um, and the Knicks need to get back on track. Another home game. Um, Knicks are two games below 500 uh, at home this yep. season. It looked like they'd make it some progress. Now another step back. The other thing I think it's worth noting with Miami, um, the Heat's impressive victory uh, in Cleveland last night, coupled with the Knicks' loss, means the Knicks are now two games back, as you know. Um, yeah. You know uh, of Miami. These two teams play each other four times over the next two months. I think you, the, you know, looking at the the big picture. 
in order to, you know, if the Knicks have any hope of, of climbing into that six seed from, from, you know, from their seventh spot right now, they probably have to win three of those four games, because if you don't, then you, then you don't have the tiebreaker. Um, and again, just in terms of, you know, those games are basically count as two games um, in the standings. So th- these games take on added importance. Um, you know, you don't want to look too far ahead. Um, Knicks still have to survive without Mitchell Robbins and get to the all-star break, et cetera. Um, but again, if you do have designs on capturing that six seed, these games take on added importance. Yeah, this one's a big one. Um, and that's why Knicks are going to have to really turn the page from uh, what was another you know big game on Tuesday. It's TNT, it's LeBron James. You know, he's chasing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So there's a lot of attention to that game. But like far as the standings go and anything like that, you know, the Lakers are in the West. They're not a championship team or anything like that. You know, really, this one is a game that you really have to make sure you're, you're clued in. So, one, you can't have these these bad first quarters, as you mentioned, and two in a row. And just two games in a row where I just thought it was, like, overall kind of just uninspired play. Like, I just felt like watching those past two games, um, there were long stretches where they couldn't get any stops. Then there's long stretches where they can't score. I mean, Lakers made their first nine shots, I think, in, in the fourth quarter. It was insane. Um, the Knicks were lucky to be in the game because they kept scoring. But like, and in in the in the Nets game, they go long stretches where they can't score, uh, and then at the end of the game when they are scoring, they can't stop Kyrie. One hundred percent. One quick note on the on the uh, on the Lakers game, which is crazy. The one bucket Obi Toppin had, who again played less than ten minutes, and again it looks more yeah. clear by the day that the Knicks. I think they really should seriously consider trading him before next week's deadline because it just he doesn't have a place in the, in the Knicks rotation. If Tibbs and Randall are here, I just don't see how he gets to you know he needs to get to twelve first before he gets to fifteen, let alone twenty. Um, it just doesn't. He just he, he's he's a non-factor. And if you have invested an eighth overall pick in, in someone who doesn't contribute on a consistent basis, um, you have to reassess uh, on prioritize you know different and you and and then yeah. you have you know the rest of the guys playing forty plus minutes because you don't have any wing depth um there's a lot there um i say that to say this obi's lone bucket was a three-pointer with about 230 left in the third quarter that was the last three-pointer the knicks made they went 0 of 10 from behind the arc in the fourth quarter and overtime and at the end of the third you can't win nba games that way so um shot making needs to improve um but yes that 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 that's something you know you, you talk about the the stretches um that that you know you, you can't allow the the offensive stagnation and the other thing is the Knicks were, uh, I'm, I think they were favored in Brooklyn. I know they were favored by a point and a half last night. I don't know when the Knicks are going to be favored again, as as I noted. Um, you got the Heat, then you got the Clippers on Saturday. Who knows what Kawhi and Paul George and those guys. But then you got the Sixers. Um, you know, again, 12 of the next 14 teams have a are at 500 or have a winning record. The only two teams that don't have a winning record are the Magic, who are playing much better of late, and the Wizards, yeah. who have won six in a row. So there are not many easy games in the schedule. That's why these last two losses, as you know, these last two losses that they didn't come out and play inspired basketball really sting um, because there, there are not many um, you know games you can check off as, as winnable contests going forward. And you can't play that kind of uninspired ball against a team like Miami, a team that's a very uh, detail-oriented, a team that always comes out and plays hard, a team that, you know, is not going to beat themselves. You know, a team that you know is going to play at a certain level. Like, you know, they may not always play at a 10, but you know that you're going to get a 7 or 8 every time. So um, you know that your your C game is never going to beat Miami. Your B-minus game probably never going to beat Miami. You need a B-plus to an A every time you play against Miami in order to win. So the Knicks are going to have to play a lot, a lot better than what we've seen in the last 
two games. Um, how do you feel like at this point? You mentioned, you know, the fact that they're two games back. They have these four games with Miami. It's it's not early in the season anymore. We can't keep saying that. Now we're past the midway point. You know, we're in kind of the thick of it now. Uh, at this point in the season, do you still feel like it is realistic to suggest that um, to suggest that Miami could uh, the Knicks could catch Miami for that sixth spot? Like the way it's shaking out, it seems like those top five teams are pretty much set. Maybe someone could argue that Cleveland falls to six, but I think most likely you're looking at um, Miami in that sixth spot. So it's really, this is the team you're, you're chasing. You're going to be chasing this team probably the rest of the way. Do you feel like the Knicks, based on what you've seen, have a realistic shot to get to that sixth spot? Or do you feel like a trade is going to have to happen for them to 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 catch Miami? Yeah, I don't see uh, it. Status quo, you know, again, the heat are trending in the right direction. N- you know, Knicks are at best plateauing. And, you know, I think we can, you know, there's a, a dip on, on the uh, on the horizon. Um, this season has been so weird that I feel, um, you know, foolish, you know, prognosticating anything at this point. But I certainly think yeah. um, there's a much greater chance that the Knicks slip to seven or eight, uh, eight or nine than they do jump up to six. Um, you know, again, as you know, the top four teams are locked in the fifth, you know, again, the Cavs could, you know, something weird could go on. You get an injury again, obviously injuries can change anything. Um, but again, Miami with the two game lead, the Knicks, another, you know, seven or eight games without Mitchell Robinson, their, their players again, you know, another overtime game last night, which, you know, you got 42 minutes for Brunson and 44 for him. These, these minutes are going to start to wear down. Um, you will see how, how they can kind of handle it. If there's a trade that they, they bring some guys in, does RJ kind of turn things around? That'll obviously be important. Um, I think the Knicks have shown enough fight and, and, you know, even when times get dark and the five game losing streak and then the four game losing streak, they bounce back with some really impressive wins, um, that kind of buoys the floor and, you know, that won't allow them to sink too far. Um, but I think it's, I don't want to say unrealistic, but I think it's certainly less than 50% chance that they do catch Miami, um, you know, given the talent on, on the Miami sideline, the coaching staff. Um, but if they, again, if they are going to catch Miami, these head to head matchups um, will, will be critical in that, in that race. Um, so, you know, I, I guess we'll, we'll reassess it later in the week on our next pod. Um, but uh, if, yeah. especially if they lose this game full three games behind and, and are, you know, behind in the tiebreaker situation, um, it's difficult to envision New York making the leap back into that, that, that coveted six spot. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough sliding for New York. I really do. I think that Miami is a team that typically they do this, you know, maybe early in the season, midway point in the season, they're kind of, you know, slugging through, knowing that they kind of have, uh, you know, a bigger picture at the end where, you know, you need a title. Um, when you get to this point and you're playing Miami at this point in the season, I just don't think you're going to get a lot of gimmies from them. Like I said, they play at a constant seven or eight every time. Um, you're not going to get a, a three out of Miami. So, you know, in order for things to catch them, that Miami's going to get that as an A, beat up on Miami in these four games, which uh, I don't think is going to be – it's not going to be easy. You know, could they split? Maybe, but then you're still leaving, you know. Um, and two – or two, Miami has to really fall in some major trouble with the rest of their schedule. I don't have the rest of the schedule in front of me, so I'm not sure whether it's difficult or easy. But, again, knowing kind of Miami and, and their attention to detail and knowing how important it is to stay out of that plane, it would shock me if they just – fell apart at parts in the season and went on a five, six game loser streak to allow Knicks to get back into that six spot. So it's going to be tough, especially not having Mitchell Robinson for you assume yeah. like a, you know, another month, like it's, it's going to be real tough in the Knicks. I, I, again, of course, I'm hoping that they can find a way to get it done, but 
I think that's why it's going to be crucial for the Knicks when it gets to this trade deadline. We will talk about soon. Like they got to decide, like how important is the six seed thing? Like, yeah, we know it's important, obviously, just in the sense of, like you won't want to play in the plan. You want to make the playoffs. But like, are you making a trade just to catch Miami? Because that's essentially to me what you would be doing if you're talking about making a, a major trade this trade deadline. Now you can say, well, the, the building block you may get will be good down the line. That is true. But I just think you want to be wary of watching that loss from the Laker game and say, okay, now we have to give up that another pick for OG Newbie because we now we're two games back of the heat. Like I, I would be very cautious of thinking that way. One, you still might not catch them. And two, uh, how important is, is getting a sixth seed in this one season when you're trying to build towards a championship? Totally. Um, uh, just to, to follow up on that, uh, Knicks have the third toughest remaining strength of schedule. Yep. All teams, the NBA, uh, Miami is 12th, you know, so so kind of near the middle of the pack. But, yeah, as as we know, Knicks, um, four more games against the Heat, two more games against the Celtics, two more games against the 76ers, two more games against the Nets. Um, those are those are difficult matchups uh, against. They, they haven't really played the cream of the crop in the East. Um, you know, there, there's still a lot of games left against those those top teams. And that's, you know, the Nets with KD most likely. And, um, you know, if the Sixers stay healthy. So certainly something to uh to keep an eye on Knicks heat thursday um 7 30 back on regular msg network so for those that were uh getting growing tired of the national broadcast at ease clive frazier will be back uh, i'm not sure if mike green will be back and he should be actually this thursday so you should have green and, and clive back on thursday so uh fun for nick fans there 